Hi there, this is Taryn. And this is Mason. And we just wanted to talk about some of our thoughts that we had on 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Right, so we've been doing a daily um, Bible study, so each day we're reading one chapter of the New Testament, um, with by the end of it, getting through the entire New Testament. So yeah, so we're jumping, you know, a little little late here, but yes. we are, we're doing uh, Second Thessalonians chapter one. Um, and so I guess yeah, go ahead if you want to start off, start us off, babe. All right. So um, obviously, Second Thessalonians is the second epistle that um, Paul is writing to the Thessalonians, and one of the things that always stands out to me whenever I read both first and second Thessalonians is just the the compliments and the love that Paul, Timothy, and Silvanius have for the Thessalonians. They just they seem like such good people when you read what Paul writes to them. Well it's yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's definitely a a love letter of sorts. I mean here is a church that Paul actually helped start. Um and here he's he's been given the benefit of seeing the fruits of his labor from from God and seeing how these people they're growing in their faith they're growing for the love for one another um as we go on later to into the chapter is his his, his entire response is just to thank God for it mm-hmm. which I think is so instrumental um and key as we live our lives is that the continuation of that thanking God for just the fruits that we see in our lives um especially like in our congregation that we go to, just how important it is to thank God um, because we are blessed to have so many uh, loving brothers and sisters around us mm-hmm. and encourage us, um, especially during the hard times. Um, you know, these aren't people that are running away from the hardships, but running towards it. Right, right. And I mean, the Thessalonians definitely had hardships. And you'll read a little bit more about that as we get down into kind of the, the meat of the first chapter of Second Thessalonians, um, where Paul is talking about how um, when time comes, God is going to punish those who had persecuted them. And when you first read it, it seems a bit harsh. Um, You know, sometimes when you're reading parts of the Bible, there's just some points where you're like, oh man, like it's really going to be hard for those who, you know, either persecuted or did wrong to others. Um, But I think looking at it from the the Thessalonian standpoint, they went through a lot. I mean, they were really persecuted by the Jews and Gentiles both. And, um, I mean, they left idolatry to follow God. A lot of people looked down on them. Um, there were Jews that weren't happy with them because they were Gentiles and they were following God. So, I mean, they really, they had a lot of hardship. So I think in the meat of the chapter, I mean, you have Paul who's kind of talking about that judgment that's going to come to those who hurt them almost as to be a comfort to them. Um, well, I think beyond that, um, I mean, that's really the whole whole meat of, especially within this first chapter, is that um, what Paul is saying is is here you you have suffered and are facing persecution, and yet in spite of it, is you're still growing in faith, you're still mm-hmm. growing um, in your brotherly love for one another, um, and and that's really the whole point, and that's where he talks about the afflictions that they're enduring, and then in verse five he talks about how um, that that persecution is the evidence of the righteous judgment of God. The whole idea that God is the one who refines us and he puts those mm-hmm. trials in our ways to refine us, to, to burn the slag off, um, to, to help us to become purified and become more like him. Um, it's a scary thought because mm-hmm. uh, to, to be at the hand of, of our maker um, is cer- certainly a humbling experience, but 
that's the whole idea is he's trying to put us within his own hands that he can shape us and mold us in the way that he see fits and if we were to trust god as being our perfect father the one who is loving us and trying to complete us then we should willingly submit to that mm-hmm. that, that fire and that um, being molded by his hands and, and that's really i think what we're seeing the thessalonians do is in despite those persecutions again they willingly submit themselves mm-hmm. to the will of god right well and i like how at the very end of the chapter two you know paul is obviously saying all of these things that they've done well that they've done well but um he's continuing to say that in verse 11 to this end we always pray for you that our god may make you worthy of his calling and that may fulfill every resolve for good and every good work of faith by his power so that the name of the lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him. Um, Basically just saying that, you know, Paul is still praying for them, praying for them to get better. I mean, the Thessalonians, they they weren't, you're never going to get to the top. You're never going to get to to the level of Jesus. I mean, that's just, it's not obtainable. Um, But it's the goal and it's the the measuring stick we always want to measure ourselves against. And so I think Paul's just saying that, you know, we're going to continue to pray for you that you can do everything in your power to glorify our Lord in your actions and everything you do. I think that's absolutely right. I mean, the, the journey's not over until the journey's over. Um, and so as long as we are still on this journey, as long as we're still sojourners in this world, as we can have to continue to endeavor to be more and more like Christ, which means continuing and endeavoring to pray more and more and to study more and more and to live out our faith more and more. Um, you know, wherever you are in life is is not the end. It's just, mm-hmm. it's another beginning that we have to keep moving forward. But I love just the way that, that Paul words it there in that, um, uh, the last verse there in Thessalonians verse 12. Uh, so he says, to do all this so that in the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and mm-hmm. you in him. Um, again, we see another in the parts of scripture where, where Christ himself likens the church to his bride, he being the groom. And that verse right there just really brings that picture for me up again. It's that idea of that true unity and connection that by doing this, by living our faith and growing in it, uh, Christ not only is glorified in us, but we're glorified in him. Again, it's that whole unity, that connection, that family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's the relationship that God put in place. And so how awesome it is for us to be able to to live and to thrive in that. Mm-hmm. So I guess the next question is, is what can we learn from the Thessalonians? What can we learn from this chapter here? And I think for me, um, part of it goes back up to that first um, section of the chapter where Paul is commending them for just showing brotherly love for others. So I guess the question that I want to leave everyone with is, what are you doing right now to show love for one another? I mean, we're living in a hard time right now. Um, I don't know about... You guys, but we're we're hunkered down in our house. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as of this recording, uh, obviously uh, COVID nineteen is going on. Um, people are definitely uh, a little nervous, uh, trying to be very cautious, uh, trying to do what's best. Um, you know, perhaps there are some who are certainly worried or living fearfully. Um, and yeah, I think Thessalonians is such a, a great encouragement to remind us that even in spite of the hardships. Uh, now they were fa- facing persecution for for their faith, um, but in, in some way, you know, we we face the fear of, of things physically that can mm-hmm. that can happen to us, and 
Um, again, God reminds us um, in other parts of Scripture that uh, why are we to fear those which can harm our lives mm-hmm. when the one we should fear is the one who's, who has control over our souls, um, the one who can decide life and death for us. And so it's, I think it's just an encouragement that even though all these hardships are going on, is how can we use this to continue to grow in our brotherly love? Mm-hmm. How can we use this to continue to grow in our service to God and our service to others? Um, because it's in spite of these hardships that I think that we ought to grow. Right. And so I would encourage anyone who's listening who has the ability to get out and help others at this time. I mean, there's a lot of people who aren't getting out of their house for fear of what's going on or they're not getting out of their house due to the fact that they've been told that they should probably stay home because this um, this virus can infect them more so than others. So what can you do for them? I know Mason and I are thinking about what we can do and um we've reached out to certain people to see if there's anything we can do to help and so i would just encourage anybody listening do the same figure out how you can help shine some light in this this world that's gotten pretty dark over the past couple weeks oh it's always been dark but (laughs) where there's darkness there is light and there's always been god's children on this world uh, reflecting his light and doing good Mm -hmm. and so i think that's just the, the encouragement continue to reflect God's light and to do good to those around you. Yep. Good words to end, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we are at the end of our... Little 10-minute uh, devotional. Little 10-minute devotional. So I hope that everyone is having a wonderful day. And if not, I hope that this brought some just encouragement and hope yep. to you. Peace be with you. May God bless you. Amen. <laughs> Bye, Bye now.